Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real-life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action, and I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Today's episode is stemmed from a book that I'm reading right now. And if you've been following me on social media, I've been sharing some of it in my stories, but it is a book written by Michael Masterson called Ready, Fire, Aim. And this book Some of the mentors I follow have recently brought up this book a lot, and I'm like, why haven't I read it? So here I am reading it, and truly it's been an eye-opening experience. And one of the topics that I recently read about in the book and have done some more homework on is what I want to talk to you about today, and that's called the theory of incremental degradation. Now, I'm going to share this kind of twofold. You know, here on the Business of Being Healthy show, we talk about all things business and health and really a lot of the correlation and collaboration between the two. And so I am first going to share what the theory of incremental degradation is, relate a story that Michael actually shares in his book, but then I'm going to transition it to your health because it was literally so eye-opening that over the years that I've been coaching, you know, when I was previously coaching one-on-one clients, This clearly, clearly demonstrates why there is so much failure when it comes to health, especially for business owners or high achieving women. Um, And also just the fact that there's like a, a theory, a business around this idea that we can tie to money, right? Typically when we tie things to money, we get some action behind it. So I really wanted to show the the correlation between the two. So let's go ahead and dive in. Again, I'm going to be quoting from the book, Ready, Fire, Aim, written by Michael Masterson. Highly, highly recommend this book. In fact, we might even get another episode um, so far. Could be more from from this book. But The theory of incremental degradation is the idea that product quality is the sum total of many factors, some of which, if measured individually, are not even noticeable. So Michael gives the example in the book, and I actually, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, I post all my videos on YouTube, I actually am going to look directly as the book as I quote this because it's so powerful that I want to make sure that I get it right for you. Now, he gives the example, um, he says when it's typically, um, you know, this, this theory is spoken about, it's a candy example. The idea is, is that once there was a candy company and this company's main product line was like a chocolate covered candy, it was number one selling in the company. They sold at a rate of 10 million bags per year. Now the founder had recently like suddenly died. And so a new younger CEO came in to run and take over the company. And this CEO was known for cost cutting, cost cutting to increase profits. 
So the CEO brought together the top engineers and the production team and asked them if they knew that there were 38 different ingredients to actually make this candy. And of course they said, yes, that is actually what our job is to do is to make sure that the exact amounts needed to create the taste in this candy is included. And the CEO asked this question, do you think our customers can actually taste all 38 of those ingredients? The production team admitted, probably not. And the CEO then said, what if we eliminate one of those ingredients? Now, of course, this is the production team that has been working on the, on the candy, working for the previous owner. And so I'm sure they have some brand loyalty to what is going on. And he then goes on, the CEO then goes on to say that, I bet you our customers wouldn't know a difference and we would save money. The production team, again, loyal, was like, well, still, I don't really care. That's not what we're here for. We create this amazing candy and we're going to keep doing it. Now, the CEO goes on to demonstrate what happens if we cut one of the ingredients. So what if we eliminated ingredient 16? They had no idea. He said it would save $3.6 million a, a year. And the team again just looked and was like, that's cool, but really it I, doesn't matter to me. And he said, do you know what 10% of 3.6 million years is? He said, if we remove that one ingredient, I will allocate it as a bonus for all of you, 10% of that. So of course the production team was like, okay, well now there's something in it for me. Sure, I'll buy into it. My loyalty kind of goes by the side. And he said that, you know, the CEO made it quite clear. I do not want this to hurt at all anything to do with the taste or the product. But if we could save money, let's do it. So of course they started down this slippery path and they kept going and kept going and kept going. And every single time they tested, right? So as they, in, as they removed an ingredient, they tested it against the version. And they kept saying, nope, nothing different, nothing different, and kept going all the way down till they, and in a 12-month period, 19 of the 38 ingredients in the candy were eliminated. And each time they did that, the 10% of the savings went back as a bonus, right? So they were getting buy-in from the team all throughout the way. Well, then... Everything looked great. Everything was amazing. The CEO was, you know, getting all this promotion. But then all of a sudden, they dropped from number one candy to number two, to number three, to number five, to ending the year at number 11. And of course, the CEO is like calling this, the marketing team, trying to point the finger at them. Then one of the production said, maybe it's the cost cutting. He said, no way. We tasted it the entire time and that it tasted the exact same. Until one day that CEO was eating a bag of the candy and he realized he's like, I, it's not the taste. This is so good. But then all of a sudden he looked and he noticed it was the old wrapping and he was like, wait a minute, this is the original version. So then he ordered and got a new bag of the new scaled down version and it tasted completely different. And so they realized, the CEO realized that he had been testing each change, right? Each ingredient removal against the previous version, not 
the original version. And so by taking out one and one and one and comparing it only to the most recent version, he was not able to see the difference between the two. And that is the demonstration essentially of the theory of incremental degradation is that you keep pulling out these little pieces one at a time and you don't notice it unless you compare it to the original version. Now, all of this cost this company in five years, they lost billions. That's B with billions, right? And the main thing that Michael wants us to pull away from this is that although a minor reduction in the quality of product might be imperceptible to the average customer, the process of incremental degradation is likely to have a damaging effect over time, and it might be catastrophic. Can you guys think about maybe a product that you've used in the past that you were like, oh, I love this product, and then there was a change, and then there was a change, you're like, I can't even use this product. Maybe it was a skincare product. Maybe it was a food that you noticed that changed, like in this example, where someone came in, started making changes, all of a sudden you were like, this is nothing like what I remember. I do not like it, do not wanna buy it anymore. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode is that Michael is speaking to the theory of incremental degradation relating to business. And I am here and I want to transition it over to your health. So let's say that you have a great plan set in place for your health. You're implementing the plan, you're starting to see great results. And because you have some success, you look for ways to decrease or change the amount of effort or time you have to put in, yet you still want the same results. So now instead of following your plan, sticking with your plan, making sure to stay consistent, you start deviating. Maybe it's two times, maybe it's four times. And you have noticed like, wow, okay, I'm actually doing or committing less time to my health, but I'm still feeling pretty good. My pants fit, my jeans fit. I, I can still wear this, right? But my time is maybe going a little bit less. So you're like, okay, this is a pretty good success. I'm seeing about the same results, maybe a little bit less, but it's not as much time or it's not as much effort. And that you still consider it a success. But over time, you're only comparing to your previous self. You're only comparing to the last version of where your success was. And so you do this again and again, and now we're a month out, now we're two months out, now we're three months out. And that point of success starts to diminish all the way back to your actual starting point. And so now you have put in all this time, all this effort, you started to change or pull out little pieces thinking that the efficacy of your effort and time was going to be the same. Yet now you get back on the scale or you put on those clothes and you're like, they must have shrunk or the scale is broken, or I'm not going to do this anymore. Or maybe you wanted to put on some muscle, but you weren't also eating the way to put on that muscle. There are so many things that we can start pulling away that we might not see the actual tangible result right away. That's where this theory of incremental degradation can slip into your health. Now, 
those are tangible results that I was just sharing to the story on the theory. But I want to point out the more subtle point in the story that may be overlooked when I shared it. And that's when the CEO gets the buy-in from the employees, offering them 10% of the bonus. They weren't interested. Like they were not interested in making any changes. They were loyal to the brand, loyal to the 38 ingredients, loyal to everything that the previous owner was all about until the new CEO offered them a WIFM, what's in it for me? And that's that 10% bonus. And what that is in relation to your health is that it's that subconscious mind. It's that little voice that says, it's okay to skip this workout, or you don't need to do that extra cardio, or it's only this one time, or it's just one bite. I'm just going to have one bite, not the whole thing. Once that subconscious excuse voice takes over, that's when your results truly become catastrophic when it comes to your health. Now, does that mean that you should never change your goals or the way in which you get them? Of course not. Absolutely. Things are going to change. You're going to be in different seasons, different times of the year, even different years, right? You, you start throwing a family into it. Things change. But my point is that the efficiency that you bring into your health habits should not reduce the efficacy when it comes to the results. So for example, if you started to implement meal prep because you don't want to do it, you buy a system that that delivers food to your house, great, that saves time, but you're still staying within your meal plan. Your workouts is the time that you get. You can only change the outputs. So for example, if you follow me on social media, you know my cardio is only 20 minutes and I do it four days a week. So within that, I schedule what days that is going to be and within that 20 minutes, maybe I'm running the whole time. Maybe I'm running walking. Maybe I'm walking at an incline. There are so many things that I can do to drive results, but I am not going to let the efficacy of that cardio take any sacrifice to it. Now, another example could be like audiobooks versus actual reading. Now you can re- listen to an audiobook while you're driving in the car. That doesn't decrease efficacy. That actually increases your efficacy because you're able to use that time driving towards something else, right? Like mindset growth potentially. These examples I just gave are all to increase your efficiency without sacrificing any of the efficacy towards your results, especially when it comes to your health. Now, bringing it back to the theory of incremental degradation, you would never do some of the things that you have done in your health, right? I'm over here raising my hand because I've done it too. You would never do this in your business. And so we have to make sure that we hold ourselves accountable in the same way. Maybe you hire a coach. Maybe it's reading or listening to the audiobooks, researching on YouTube, finding someone on social media that you like and their theories behind it. Maybe you see someone at the gym and you're like, you look great. I can tell we're about the same age. Tell me how you're doing it. Whatever it is that you want to become better in or more efficient in, and you see someone else doing it, research, ask, see if someone could mentor you. Trust me, the people that are in those positions literally 
were in your shoes previously and all they want to do is help you feel as good as they do. That's just like when you see all of these billionaires and millionaires with these businesses like Michael Masterson writing this book. He's at the point where he's like, I just want to help other people do it. I don't really need to make any more money. Like I don't need to get any healthier. Of course we can always get there. I don't need to get any healthier, but if I can help you feel like I do, I'm all about it. That's what we have to do. And that's how we can help prevent this incremental degradation when it comes to our health. Now, I mean, this is, this is ultimately why this podcast was created is sharing wisdom, not only my own, but all of my amazing guests that I have on to help someone save any of you listening, save time, money, and or headache. Now, whatever it is, when you start taking an inventory of maybe where this incremental degradation has started taking place in your health, you've seen it in your business. Maybe, maybe you have an example you can even correlate it to, but whatever you see it is, and whatever you want to incorporate in, make sure that you test it. Just like you would do a, a test in a new marketing campaign. Set parameters of success and time. See what works. Something might work great and others won't. So glad you tested it and didn't go all in. Now, you can set up a parameter to also stop that little subconscious excuse voice if she begins to whisper in your ear. I told you, that's the sneaky hidden trick or the hidden part of this story that I gave, that Michael gave with the candy example is the fact that once all of the implementers within the system had something in it for them, they were able to bend or cave into their original like values. We can't let that happen. And that's where I say setting up that parameter for your subconscious excuse mind is so important. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, over the last decade, I have tried and failed many theories to get me to where I am now in my health. And it's not like I stop and I'm like, okay, here I have the perfect like formula, everything is great. No, because life is changing. And so I am having to consistently reevaluate the things that I am doing in my health and the health of my family as we are building businesses, as I am growing this podcast right now, as my husband, Chris, and I are growing our million dollar general contracting business and we're exploring new opportunities there. Now, the best thing that I ever did as I'm going through various seasons of life, right? Having children, working in corporate America, going out into entrepreneurship is the best thing that I ever did was I did not let the excuses or that subconscious little excuse voice win. I stopped her before she even got a word out. And that has truly been something that has separated my results from others who are my age. And so when I bring it back to the original reason why I wanted to create this episode is just the fact that with incremental degradation, it happens without you even knowing, just like it did with the CEO. You have the power now because of knowledge sharing, wisdom sharing like this to recognize it before it even begins. I wish I had that 10 years ago. Would have definitely saved me a ton of time. Now, 
I hope that this episode offered you a bit of a different perspective when it comes to managing your health as you do your business or your career. If you found any value in this, it would literally mean the world to me for you to share on social media, to tag someone else into this that may be going through this season in their life right now, because you could literally be helping them. You could be the hero in helping them hear this message and make sure that that theory of incremental degradation does not affect their results either. Thanks so much. And we'll see you soon on the next episode of the business of being healthy.